We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome into the saturday edition of the pack a day podcast it is a beautiful saturday weekend here in green bay wisconsin wherever else you are listening to this i hope you're enjoying your weekend and ultimately if your father is in your life if you have a father figure in your life intentionally listen to Pack-A-Day podcast with him this weekend. Maybe there's an episode you like this week that they should he should listen to with you. Maybe there's a version of the YouTube series that Andy's been crushing over there at Pack-A-Day podcast on YouTube that you should maybe watch with him. You know, break some bread with dad, maybe sip a beverage or two, but ultimately make Pack-A-Day podcast part of Father's Day weekend because I'm sure there's some connection with you and your father uh, with the Packers. And if not, maybe bring him to the bring him to the light. But, you know, as we get into this episode, um, Eli won't be joining us today, um, but ultimately, you know, Janelle is here. Janelle Mackey is back from the state run that was for her her Cougars softball team. Hell of a run, Janelle. I know my baseball season got done a few weeks ago. Uh, high school baseball in Wisconsin just got done uh, yesterday, that being Thursday. So I can understand how long of a season it has been for you. But um, more importantly, Janelle, this podcast and this episode for Pack-A-Day is intended, again, for Janelle specifically. Janelle and many other fans are were a huge fan of this gentleman, being Kurt Bankert. I, for one, also found an infatuation for him because he was super, super solid and just a really good dude. And we'll get into that more as we get into this podcast. But, you know, truthfully, I don't know if, exp- or, you know, the only thing higher than the, the ratings for Pack-A-Day podcasts right now are your um, your box jump heights. That's the only thing that's higher <laughs> right now on the Pack-A-Day podcast rating. So um, be that as it may, enough teasing. Janelle, welcome to the episode. And what are your thoughts? I mean, Packers notorious for Fridays doing this type of shit, right? 2.30, yep. 3 o'clock, people are mentally checked out, ready for the weekend, especially right now in June. Uh, maybe doing some traveling for Father's Day weekend. And we see the tweet come out uh, from a couple people, different sources. I don't know who's the official source on it. Doesn't I really saw matter. Tom's first. Tom, there we go. Yep. I think that was. Thank you. So, I'll give you the floor here. I've been kind of rambling for the last two and a half minutes here, but you know, Kurt Bankert waved. How do you feel? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we kind of went through this pain last fall, the release, and then he came back as the practice squad player. So I was like, okay. Um, you know, there was initial heartbreak and all the farewells and then he came back, but it's kind of like this time 
feels like it's goodbye for good kind of thing. Like he will not be returning as a practice squad player. Um, Yeah, it's just, you know, it wasn't expected, at least at the time. Like, I understand, like, I promise everybody listening, I understand the move in itself when you talk about a player perspective and production and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I understand as a QB3, um, there's no guarantees or anything like that. Obviously, he wasn't going to surpass Jordan Love, who was a first-round pick a few years ago. I understand the logical side of the move. I understand, like, I understand the way that a business is is run. I've had, like, we've gone through this many, many times with many, many players. But what's tough about something like this is when it's a player that has so well grasped the community and just kind of embodied what it meant to be a Packers player and rep that G. And he did a phenomenal job about it, you know, just out in the community and on social media. And, you know, he just by being himself, really, you know, took in all the fans. And over time, you know, everybody just fell in love with Kurt and Scout and Sam, like the whole Benkert family, not even just Kurt. You know, it's like you know who this whole family is now. And you know their Saturday morning target runs or, you know, skateboarding to Lambeau Field, like all this good stuff. It just – it was really cool for a lot of people to – have these interactions and kind of feel like they were important to an NFL player. I think that's like one of the coolest things as a fan is when you get acknowledged by somebody that you respect and kind of look up to in that sense. And that's kind of what he did. You know, it didn't matter who it was. He was very interactive, even just, you know, the amount of times I've seen posted like, oh my gosh, he liked my tweet. Like you don't see that from a lot of players and, you know, understandably so it's not a knock against a lot of other guys, but you know, some people, just aren't as active on social media and that's fine. But he kind of, you know, really took that rollover and just kind of became Packers social media guy to the point where, you know, we thought, you know, maybe at some point he would have just taken over Packers social media. But I think that's what makes it such a tough loss and like why people are upset and why it hurts. It's not because, oh no, we're losing this phenomenal player. It's, oh no, we're losing this phenomenal person. And even though, you know, those interactions will still probably exist because social media, that's one of the positive things is that even if he goes somewhere else, there will still be positive interaction. But it's just knowing like, okay, he's going to go be that for someone else. Like it's, you know, it's losing somebody to, I mean, he'll go somewhere else. And I really hope that wherever he goes, they embrace him the way that the Packers community did, because it doesn't seem like he might have had that. Um, in previous spots, it was just, you know, this kind of became a place that we all connected with one another. And I really do hope that wherever he goes next understands and appreciates the kind of person that he is. But that's good. That's what makes it so tough is when you get this news in the middle of the day for most people, um, unless, you know, you're across the pond. Um, but you know, it's just, it was kind of just a shockwave where, you know, you're enjoying a nice day, you know, finally, at least for me in Minnesota, it's finally a nice day. I'm trying to enjoy being outside with my mom and all of a sudden this news breaks and it's just kind of like, just hits you right in the stomach. And, you know, maybe a lot of people don't understand that. Maybe a lot of people do, you know, you could be listening to this and just be like, you know, you don't have that emotional connection and that's fine. I mean, I think that's why, you know, I I had I wished I had that like with Devante. Like Devante is a phenomenal player, but I just didn't have that emotional connection to him 
So it was easier for me to accept and be happy for him. But this one, just because of like the personal connection kind of stuff, that's what makes it sting. No, I totally understand that. And you hit on a lot of great points, Jill, and I hope I'm able to you know, regurgitate some of them or at least piggyback off them. First and foremost, I think I want to start with something that you hit on a couple times and I see on my Twitter timeline right now as um, you know, people are starting to process this and whatever. And it's like, at the end of the day, I try to be as objective as I can when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. I really try to put my fandom aside and I try to put the X's and O's, what that looks like, you know, what the, you know, the forecast of the team looks like years down the road. Maybe this isn't the year where they, you know, draft a first round receiver or, you know, they go and, you know, sign XYZ player or keep a Devante Adams, but it's difficult. Like we're not in a position, you, myself, anyone, most people on Packaday, most people on, you know, any sort of following this team on the beat, like we don't get paid professionally to do that. So we don't really necessarily we're not required to put our biases to the side. We try our best, but that's what makes us, you know, a unique kind of environment is that we don't have to do that type of shit. And that's the toughest thing about being a fan and being someone that's, you know, quote unquote covers the team is like you necessarily, you're always going to, you know, your love for the Packers and my love for the Packers have manifested generally from the same spot. You were brought up by your dad watching Packer games with the family. I was brought up by my dad watching Packer games. And that that's just kind of where it starts from. And it's tough mm. to really ever get rid of those roots. So to the people that are like <clears throat> talking shit about people feeling a certain way about Kurt Binkert, you're kind of lame for that. Like, really? Like, it's super, super lame that you would even like truthfully give a shit about someone's opinion about in your words, their words, a third string quarterback, right? Like, why do you care about someone's opinion? Like, it doesn't make sense. So that ultimately, like, it's like, it's just kind of trash to to hate on someone's love for a, a player, no matter who it is. And at the end of the day, yeah, it does it, you know, is it, is it shocking that a third round, you know, a third string quarterback gets cut? No, but to your point again, like, this is the type of the year where we're kind of just waiting for news. I, I I joked throughout the day and accidentally, and even previous this week, Janelle, like, hey, hoping there's some news that'll come up. Otherwise, we're gonna you know stick to something that we have been talking about for a couple weeks. You know, continue our um, defense to offense, offense to defense sort of little game here. But at the end of the day, like, it was kind of shocking to get this news pop on the timeline. Is really the only news that was going on this today in the NFL world that I saw. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of things going on in Cleveland. We don't need to talk about that, but that was really <laughs> the only thing going on. So it's like, it, it's kind of shocking, but ultimately like it's, it, it's, it's tough not to get emotional and it's tough not to get, you know, had, have your heartstrings pulled out. I was the same way with Devonte Adams. Was I as, you know, crazy about Devonte because he has this super great social media following and he interacts with people on Twitter and we know about his family and he's just a really normal ass dude. No, but it was like the actual like X's and O's side of it. I'm like, dude, I was grieving that night. I remember that Saturday yeah. night, my brother called me. I was off Twitter for <laughs> 15 minutes which is like, a, sounds like a lifetime to me. And he called me and I was like, there's no way I missed this in 15 minutes. And I looked, sure shit. And I, I was a couple hours. I was just like, you know, maybe crack an extra seltzer or two. And like, okay, now we're going to think about that. And it took me a day, day and a half. And there's yeah. still times where it's like, it's shitty, but like, it, it's not, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Aaron Rodgers. It could be the, the, the seventh string, you know, long snapper. It doesn't matter if you like a player and you like a player for a certain reason, I think you're entitled to that. And you liked this. You liked him for a couple fantastic things. Like he was personable. He interacted with people. He didn't think bigger than himself. We embraced him as Packers culture because that's what the Packers do. Like he didn't get the same love that he did in Atlanta. Some of that could be because, you know, he was on IR for part of one of the years. Atlanta is a different system. Like it's more of a you know system being the city. It's got, you know, the Braves, you got the Hawks, you have 
whatever team I'm omitting, Thrashers, Atlanta Thrashers, I think that's an <laughs> athletic sports team. But like it's you don't get that same feel as you do in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So ultimately, I, I do, you know, it sucks. Uh, the writing was probably maybe on the wall. I think a lot of people speculated that he would be a practice squad guy, uh, at least make it through the preseason, which I thought right. was interesting. I think there were people who were thinking, you know, this move was maybe inevitable, but it would have happened later in the season. So that's, I think, might be the shocking part. Because, like, last year when this happened with him, it was kind of going into, like, my my school year at work, I remember being at a work meeting, so it was like late August. So I think maybe this move happening mid-June is what makes it so surprising. Um, but who knows, you know, we don't know what, you know, what's going to happen or anything like that. Like, are they trying to get, you know, more reps to Jordan Love? And I think that that's another thing that I'm seeing not to like move away from your point, but you know, there's people who are saying that, you know, have the same energy for Jordan Love, you know, if and when he leaves. And I think that it's, you know, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare Kurt Benkert to Jordan Love. And unfortunately for Jordan Love, he came in here, um, you know, in a negative aspect anyways to a lot of people. I mean, I didn't love the draft, but I'm, I didn't hate him as a person. But I think that, you know, they're very different people. So, you probably will not see the same reaction unless Jordan Love is around for a long time and develops that. But, you know, he's just not a guy who's very active on social media and hasn't built up those connections. And I don't know how he is directly in the the Green Bay community because I'm not currently there anymore. But, I mean, he just he doesn't have that same connection with fans. I I root for Jordan Love. I don't hope for him to have like a downfall like I root for his success and if he were to move on and go somewhere else, I would hope hope for the best just because, you know, he's a person first and a player second. But I, there's going to be a lot of people who maybe don't understand why it's a different reaction, and that's okay. I mean, everybody has their own opinions on things, but I think, you know, a lot of people bringing that up, it just, you know, like I said, apples and oranges, they're two, they're two very different people. And even though Jordan Love is the better player and the QB too, it's the personal, like the the personal things that are what makes it so different, and it's kind of why, you know, people maybe didn't understand bringing Cobb back, where other people like love the move because they love Randall Cobb. They're not so much worried about what's he going to do for production, but it's just this is a guy we love. He loves it here. He loves this team, and that's what makes it, you know, more special. Whereas you know, you get the people who are like, what's a aging wide receiver going to do for this team. So, you know, there's people who have different connections and emotions with certain players and there's people who who think more logically and then, you know, I admittedly am one of those people who, you know, I build personal like connections and I fall in love with players and then, you know, nothing will ever hurt me the way Jordy did, but you know, you you love these players that you root for and you you hope for the best for them and it just kind of is what it is. So, I mean, not everybody's going to understand, but, you know, you can't compare you can't compare one player to another. And that's what that's what's tough right now is, you know, Twitter, everybody logs in and they say things and it gets heated. And <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's been a tough day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, no, I think I don't know if I'm more pissed off that people are like feeling a type of way about other people's feelings about Kurt Bankert or the fact that someone would even say, and I, I, I'm assuming you actually did read this at some point because you did bring it up, is like had that same energy for Jordan Love if and when he's gone. It's like that doesn't even make sense. They couldn't, you, you said apples and oranges, like they couldn't, I mean, they're complete opposites. Like, like fruits Kurt, and vegetables. <laughs> I mean, sure. Like, I mean, I mean, they might even be grains to like, I don't even know. I don't even know the, the food analogy here, but like, like, like asparagus to cheesecake. I don't even perfect. know. <laughs> asparagus to cheesecake. Like, I, Jordan Love was a first-round pick. He was traded up for. They had Aaron Rodgers that pissed everyone off. They had all their assets they could have got. Patrick Queen was on the board, et cetera, et cetera. Kurt Bankert, undrafted dude out of Virginia, goes to the Atlanta Falcons, grinds it out there, comes to the Packers, and is just like absolutely embraced because of who he is and who he exposed. You know, he opened up himself, right? He peeled back, you know, the fourth wall and let people be, you know, who he is. So like. That's I don't know what I'm more pissed off about the the analogy between him and Jordan Love being similar or the fact that someone gives a shit about your opinion or anyone else's opinion about Kurt Bankert being released. So I do want to get back to the Jordan Love piece, you know, because that it would be you know it would be unprofessional of us in quotes as podcasters <laughs> to not bring that up. But one thing I do want to hit on and give you my take a little bit, and you've you've really hit it out of the park, and I just want to kind of from more of the you know, what's the future like for Kurt Benkert? I do really, really respect the man from the aspect of he came on my radar in probably like 2019, 2020, um, when he broke into the esports scene a little bit with the Madden. And, you know, if anyone that knows me, I, I do like the the John football NFL Madden. Big fan you, of it. You coach, right? I do coach. I did yep. coach. Uh, but yes, playing Madden, being a part of Madden is great. 
so that's how he came on my radar and followed him a little bit on Twitter, would see those things pop off a little bit within the Madden community on Twitter because they all have those ecosystems, right? It's sometimes my Madden over, yep. you know, crosses over with football or my football crosses over with sports or sports crosses over with my day job. Like it's there's weird things. And I would see him every once in a while. But then like over the last couple of years, the way he doubled down on that and wasn't afraid to you know show off this side, because I think there's something to be said about you know, players being distracted. And he mentioned that, I think, at one point on a, a post maybe a couple months ago of, you know, potentially teams maybe looking at him the wrong way. And I don't think that's what happened with the Packers. That's not even what I'm getting at. But I'm what I'm very, very impressed by him is the fact that he's established his brand as I'm not just a football player. And some guys say that and some guys, you know, start businesses and they're in their Instagram or their Twitter handle and it's this business and there's really not much shit they do or they have an apparel line, which everyone seems to have at this point, where they take their, you know, they take their numbers and their, their first and last name initial and they kind of make, you know, they sell some merch and it's $50 hats and like, who gives a shit, right? And right. he actually like diversified himself. He showed his family, he showed his daughter, showed off his beautiful wife, Samantha. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, like he has not, he sees past football, whether he would have a, a 10 year all pro career or 10 days in the NFL, he's establishing himself as a business person. And that's super, super great. And I think a lot of people should look towards that because you know, not to get super down the web here, but I know everyone that's a huge sports fan, especially in the NBA, probably remembers the 30 for 30 or the E60, whatever the hell it was. They talked about all the, the professional basketball players that fizzle out of the league and talk about, you know, from the Antoine Walkers to the OJ Mayos to the Michael Beasley, you know, rejuvenating his career. Like those types of guys in the, it, that just fizzle out, whether it's through money, drugs, alcohol, just the unfortunate situation is they are thrust into fandom, have all this money and they can't balance it. Like he has not only showed that you can be an absolute no one, an absolute nobody, establish yourself, parlay off that and then expand your web to be like, hey, I know what my, you know, my safety net is, my parachute is once I jump off or fall off the cliff. Like, I think that's the most impressive thing that I can get from Kurt Benkert. I think that is just super, super cool, and I commend him for that, and I'm sure he'll come across my timeline in another capacity, whether it be football, Madden, uh, Target endorsement, some other shit. Like, he's going to be a guy, and I, you know, shout out, go follow him on LinkedIn. I think I connect with him on LinkedIn because he asked people to do it the other day. I'm like, why not? I, I'm trying to go the LinkedIn platform on my own, the professional side. Why not, sh you know, connect with Kurt Benkert because he's going to put out great content there, and he ultimately has. So... Um, I think you and I are from the same side, Janelle. We're on the side of like, you know, we respect Kurt Banker a whole hell of a lot. You and I respect him for different ways. Some of their, you know, within the uh, the Venn diagram, there is that overlap. But ultimately, you're way on the emotional side for loving him. And I love you for that. And I've known that's your personality for years. I am trying to look at the business side and the whole thing of what he did to expose himself. Not a lot of people would do that. And he set himself up for the future. So, there is Janelle's therapy session and my therapy session because it's nice to actually talk about Kurt Bankert in you know yeah. capacity. Um, but one thing we got two things we're gonna get to. One being Jordan Love's future. I think you know very very bluntly, you know this is Jordan Love's opportunity. No, you know obviously it wasn't gonna be a you know a battle at the number two spot with Jordan Love with Kurt Benkert, Danny Etling is still on the roster of the practice squad. So, I mean, there's a conversation to be had there, but ultimately if there was any doubts of number 10 being a potential number two, uh, those are pretty much out the window at this point. I think it's his job to lose once again. 
Um, do you think that, you know, Janelle, I don't know what the, the best question to frame this in, but I'm going to say it pretty just bluntly. Like, does this put any pressure on Jordan Love anymore? You think the same pressure was there? And kind of just your thoughts going forward with his um career with the Packers. Yeah, with Jordan Love. So, I mean, not that Bankert was going to, like, overtake snaps or anything for him, but I I just feel bad for Jordan Love because, like, I'll always feel bad for him because he got thrown into a position that, you know, didn't really want. To. Am I answering your question? Did I zone out? Okay. <laughs> no, like you're making, totally. I mean, you're fine. I, I, and I, you're I, making like I said, a face, and I was like, wait a minute. Did I like zone out? No, and, like, no, 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 no. I was, I was, I was typing something as you know, I like to do when I'm but in not the middle like, of a podcast. But I was gonna no, like, and I, and I, I said I prefaced it wrong. I just like threw it out there. Like, what are your thoughts yeah. on Jordan Love's career? Does no, this I, add pressure to him? But no, you're totally on brand. Yeah, I don't think. I think there's always gonna be way more pressure on Jordan Love than any other player just because of, you know, the draft position at the time, was it the right move? You know, nobody really expected Rodgers to come in and win back-to-back MVPs after it, you know, kind of maybe, maybe without somebody like Jordan Love, Rodgers doesn't have that performance. You know, it's a lot of what ifs and stuff like that, but I mean, Jordan Love will always have kind of an unfair chip on his shoulder just because of how he was drafted, you know, obviously the reactions to the draft, um, and, you know, we haven't really seen much from him. You know, we had that one game, what was it, Arizona? And I mean, he didn't, he didn't play bad. I mean, he competed with Patrick Mahomes and obviously, you know, a quarterback and a quarterback, they don't play against each other, but just to kind of see his numbers kind of match up with someone like Mahomes, that's pretty cool in that situation. And, you know, kind of, you know, gives you peace of mind, like, okay, you know, it could be worse if it were to come down to needing Jordan Love. And, you know, it's really cool to have a guy like that, you know, like he gets to learn from one of the best. Um, And good thing it's not Matt Ryan, because Matt Ryan would not care about Jordan Love, it sounds like. But I mean, I do, I wish, like, success and everything for Jordan Love. It's just kind of one of those. At one point, is maybe he going to come forward and request a trade or is somebody else going to try and make a trade? Like, I just don't know how long I see him being on this roster um, simply because I think that he is somebody who, you know, there's a lot of teams who don't have great quarterbacks who might think, you know, well, Hey, here's a guy who's been working under Aaron Rodgers and with Matt LaFleur and guys like that, maybe we give him a chance. So I think there's just, you can play out so many scenarios for him, but it's just a bummer when it's, I mean, it's been how many years now and he's only played one meaningful game and, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of snaps. And I mean, he missed because of COVID, he didn't even have his first preseason year. And then you cut down on how many games there are in preseason. And there's just not a whole lot of opportunity for him to showcase. But now, you know, there's going to be no eyes on Kurt Benkert. And there's going to be a lot of focus on him, which is a good thing for his career, for him to be able to get a lot of those second team snaps. And, you know, they'll they'll have a third QB. They always do. But, you know, there's just a lot less, you know, competition for like the QB two spot, I guess you could say. Um, But I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, getting him as many reps as you can is going to be very, very important to him. And, you know, maybe it becomes trade bait somewhere down the line, or maybe he develops into, you know, 
maybe Rogers decides he doesn't want to play anymore. And now you have somebody who knows the system and has worked with the team. And I don't know. It's just, you could talk forever about the ifs and what's of what Jordan love and his career could be. Um, I just hope, I hope that he gets to have a career at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's totally fair. And I think, like you said, it's the ifs, buts, whens, crystal balls, you know, predicting the future. It's like impossible. And who the hell knows? Like Rogers could play for the next five years. He could quit and go off into the the sunset, into the the jungle and just hang out and be an absolute hippie. Like we have no idea. But I think the ultimate thing that we can definitively know is that Jordan Love is going to get more opportunities. Danny Etling is the only third is the third quarterback on this roster right now and he's had an absolute journey of his career also I believe a former Atlanta Falcon at one point but realistically like this is this is Jordan Love's opportunity you talked about just getting thrusted and getting those snaps like he's gonna have more snaps whether it was you know not being pulled early in a I don't know the third quarter of a preseason game or being able to play into the fourth quarter for you know a backup that's going to get more reps so like he has all the opportunity in the world to take this and at the end of the day kind of like you mentioned I, I it's one of the things I reflect on all the time and it's you look back and you're like what could have been if you know we don't have COVID he gets to play in preseason being Jordan Love he gets into training camp he's got more you know face to face more more of a rich communication with everyone within this organization he doesn't get kind of his development stunted a little bit what could have been and truthfully yeah it would be nice for him to have a career because you know someone that I have no emotional attachment to never been a Packer someone I do empathize with is uh, Josh Rosen similar thing like (laughs) was was selected hasn't had an opportunity bounced around a bunch of teams He's like the youngest journeyman in the league (laughs) I know and God only knows if he's on a freaking roster right now I have no idea all I know is that he's probably changed mailing addresses way too many times and it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's crazy. So like you hope he gets an opportunity. If that's in if that's in you know green and yellow, again, we have no idea. But ultimately it seems like it's trending towards him at least getting more preseason snaps and whatever that happens after that happens after that. So Janelle, the final thing I want to bring up, and you're probably the best person to talk to about this because you've already mentioned Jordy Nelson. You already mentioned, you know, players on the Packers that maybe open themselves up a little bit more. Um, that being, you know, AJ Dillon, one of those guys that definitely is more of a, a personality on on Twitter and uh, for Packers Nation. I mean, between his absolutely jacked legs to his hot takes on Door County locations, being yep. the mayor of Door County, just being an absolute dude that isn't afraid to show himself off, having a podcast with his future or current brother-in-law, whichever the case may be at this point. I, I Is there anyone, first of all, I, Jordy Nelson is the, the pinnacle of your fandom, your emotional attachment to a, yep. any sports player probably ever. And then there's, you know, Kurt Bankert falls in line there. Not sure he falls on the totem pole. But is there anyone else in this team right now being where the roster's at? And there's an open roster spot. There's a conversation we had there of who will be signed. But, you know, we'll leave that for a different day. Let's say we're at 89 spots right now. I could be wrong. I know they can keep 90. Let's say we're at 89. There's one extra spot. We have 89 gentlemen on this team. A.J. Dillon definitely being number one as far as personalities go. Has Mm -hmm. to be. Not even close because he probably was even almost better than Kurt Bankert just out of notoriety alone. He was just accidentally thrusted more into the, you know, the spotlight. The Quadzilla stuff would actually get, you know, NFL. He got got more like national spotlight where Bankert was more local. Yeah, which makes sense. They're not going to show the TikTok of Kurt Bankert on his scooter going to Lambeau Field and going to Target with his dog. Right. <laughs> They're not going to show that shit. They're going to show 
Quadzilla smashing a watermelon between his thighs. Like exactly, exactly. Or the crazy contrast photo of a- Aaron Jones looking like baby Aaron Jones, and then like yep. massive AJ Dillon as a rookie. Yes, we we you get the analogy, yeah. uh, Pack of Day listeners. But is there anyone that can compete for that folklore? The Packers are noted for having folklore players from. Brett Favre will throw in there to Frank Winters to Reggie White. Obviously, he was a huge part of the Packers to A.J. Hawk, Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji. Uh, I mean, Amon Green, like I'm going way back in the depths here. I mean, uh, John Kuhn. Like Like just who is going to be like the character? Character. Jake Kummerow, for God's sakes. He could come back. But who any idea like do we get a sense of personalities uh, or anyone that can even remotely step in and show themselves off is there someone that you see of content and there's really no wrong answer here um you know tongue-in-cheek you work in schools there's always a wrong answer but <laughs> is is there is there is there anyone in mind even a couple players in mind that you can kind of think of yeah i mean obviously like you said aj Dillon is just he he's definitely top tier with all that stuff you know just embodying Wisconsin as a whole, you know, mayor of Door County, all that good stuff. You know, he's really, again, like similar to Benker. And that's kind of a huge bummer. You know, anybody who maybe sees stuff on social media knows that Benker and Dylan were kind of having like these meetings about content that they were going to put out. So it's a bummer. You know, hopefully they can still do something because they're two content gurus. And it's awesome just to kind of see that like there's a lot of days I don't like social media, but people like that make it extra enjoyable for their fans you know you get to see kind of life outside of football or just kind of behind the scenes stuff so AJ Dillon definitely top tier really hard to beat and really the only person I guess like off the top of my head who maybe comes close to him would be David Bakhtiari Um, he you know he interacts not in the same kind of way but you know he still will like put out funny tweets or, you know, he'll interact in his own goofy way, you know, maybe like one sentence kind of interaction, but, you know, you still get that, that presence from him, which is still cool. I mean, I've never had an interaction with Bakhtiari, but it's, it's still fun to see, you know, he's one of those guys, he's a personality. So when you get some of that, you know, obviously the beer chugging in the off season and stuff like that, um, he's really the only one I can think that could maybe come close if he were to really like put himself into it, like, right. It's just kind of like a, I log in like right now, at least to me from bacteria, it seems like, you know, I'm going to log into Twitter, do my thing for a little bit. And then I'm going to log out and I'm going to go do something else where you get guys like Dylan, who it's like, all right, I'm about to like explode Twitter with all this content and blow shit out of the water. And just, you know, that's who I am. And it's, you know, it's hard to get guys like that, but yeah, Bakhtiari may be the closest I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And that's just because Bakhtiari has, he has more like, like he's like a sarcastic asshole. Yes. So it's very, very different much. kind of interaction. You have to be humor. Like you have to have a certain type of humor to, you know, get the jokes or like laugh at what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, you probably just think he's a jerk. Yes, but absolutely. I mean, I love that kind of humor. So when he's like roasting people, that's just him. And I find it hilarious. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I love I was going to say, I just love the fact that you 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 laid it out exactly. And I was hoping you'd get to it because I was going to bring it up right away is the fact that, yeah, David may or may not tweet 
very often because when he does, it's like six weeks in between and it's like, I'm going to, oh shit, what's my password again? Oh, I got to reset it. Oh crap. I got to redownload the Twitter app on my phone because I deleted it. I don't even use it. And like, yeah. and then he's like in it and then he's out of it. Like he's not really living it like, you know, the normal day to day people are like you and I, I know you and I are definitely on Twitter. Yeah. A, a shit ton and it's like he's not David's not putting the hours like that like Kurt Binkert was so or AJ Dillon for that matter I think mm-hmm. I think David Bakhtiar is a solid one I think we've kind of maybe maybe you know uh hot take David's a little bit more of a boomer when it comes to it he's not in the younger demo True. so he's not as willing to get on TikTok you know start up a podcast Twitch stream do all these types of things where AJ Dillon definitely younger than Kurt Binkert and Kurt Binkert definitely younger than David Bakhtiari Maybe just a you know spin zone there. Um, Boomer's going to be upset, even though I'm probably literally around the same age as David Bakhtiari. I could be wrong, but um, other players. Football, throw- football wise, he's old. <laughs> oh, football wise, he's my dad's age. So one thing I I, I mean a couple guys I'm going to bring up. I, I it would be awesome for Jair Alexander to be this person. He's not. He's so damn focused on football, and he has this very right. like narrow minded, not narrow minded in a bad way, but very narrow visioned. Um, blinders as a, a racehorse, just I'm focused on football. I'm focused on being the best, telling myself I'm the best, manifesting like just success for him and his, his, so. <laughs> his t- secondary run. Exactly. Yeah. One other person I'm going to throw out here, Pat O'Donnell. I know recently him and okay. Mason Crosby yes. have been jabbing around a little bit. Pat O'Donnell, the Pat like, O'Donnell the- Mason Crosby connection. I completely forgot about that. Yes, yep. that has yep. been phenomenal. And like the more of that content I get on my feed, the better. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And you talk about some old heads getting after it and like it's the stepbrothers references and like act putting out actual videos of reenacting the stepbrother scenes. Yes. Yeah. Just like, like that, two two older football players just like trying to relate. <laughs> it, it's awesome. That video was fantastic and I actually forgot about it. So props you props of us, you know, bringing yeah. up Pat O'Donnell yeah. and connecting the dots. Outside of that though, Janelle. I'm looking at maybe some of these rookies, some of your second year guys to come in. I'm not going to name all the rookies, but like maybe a Royce Newman's this dude, maybe Cole Van Land. Like, I mean, guys have to make the roster, though, too. Like Amari Rogers, maybe he's that guy. I have no idea. Like who's going to win over the community next? I don't know who that is. And generally, I mean, they're cut from a similar cloth. Good hair. Un, they look unathletic. They look like a guy that shouldn't be on a football team half the time. I'm just going to leave it at that. So <laughs> I don't know who that person is. Ultimately, it'd be really cool if it was Cole Van Lannen just being from the area. But I don't yeah. know how close he is making the 53 this year. But at the end of the day, Pat O'Donnell, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, there's enough personalities on this team to take over. And you know what? I, you know, it's someone it, – it's been a couple guys. Zaire uh, – Zaire. Preston Smith and Zadaria Smith were those guys a couple years ago. Then it's almost like, you know, there was a little bit of gap with Zadarius now leaving. Kurt Benker kind of took the reins. AJ Dillon's going to carry the torch. Who'll be the next guy? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Like, is, a- is A.J. Dillon going to bring in, you know, if Benkert is going to be absent and won't be able to be his, like, in the locker room guy, like, are him and Aaron Jones going to start to do more, you know, duo mm-hmm. play? Like, I... Aaron Jones has an awesome personality. He does. I would love to see more of that if we're speaking about just, like, content-wise. Like, yes. if A.J. Dillon can kind of reel him into some more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's got he's got young kid, or a young kid, right? So yes. maybe it's a little tougher, but... I see what you did there with the, with the content thing, and you said the reels. That's, 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 that's a good Instagram <laughs> uh, joke there. So... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we as Packer fans always embrace those people that seem to just be like the average Joe, really, really gritty, humbled, want to come in and grind. And I know the Packers have those players on the roster. Just a matter of time to see who they actually are. But, Janelle, we got to wrap up here. I'm sure everyone is super, super pumped about the Kurt Benkert wave uh a podcast episode on Saturday here with you and myself, but ultimately <laughs> there's other shit to be had this weekend. Um, but I think there'll be some good content from the Packers regardless. And you know what? It's a great distraction for the locker room. It takes things away from the Aaron Rodgers situation that was last year. It takes away from, you know, maybe Alan Lazard's uh, holding out for a moment there. It takes away from all these other things. And it kind of not only distracts in smoke and mirrors, the media, but it's smoke and mirrors and, you know, uh, I guess it's, it's like a it's like a cat with a laser pointer for fans. We're just like focused on that. And we're like, you don't even remember anything else. So yeah. it's a great problem to have. But, you know, Janelle, as far as content goes, I know you're putting out content all the time. I know this is the time of the year where things are going to maybe pick up for you a little bit, especially with softball being done, unfortunately. Yep. So what do you got cooking? What do you have going on? What's going on with Open Book? Because uh, I know we got some new time slots here that people would definitely want to know about. Yeah, so obviously, you know, anybody keeping up, you know, with the hockey stuff, we're in the finals, we're through game one out of seven. So obviously, like, if I haven't make it, made it, you know, known, I am rooting for the Lightning. I'm looking for the three-peat. But there's also those Wisconsin connections. If anybody needs a reason, you know, you have McDonough and Elliott, former Badgers. John Cooper used to coach the Green Bay Gamblers. So there's those Wisconsin connections. I won't... My, my life won't be over if the Avs win, but, you know, I'm a Wild fan. I will root against the Avs. So you're going to see a lot of that the next few days, um, hopefully multiple games. I'm not ready for hockey season to be over, but maybe some of you will be happy to see less of that content on my feed. Um, and then, yeah, so as we're kind of getting into, you know, more Packers things are happening, um, Open Book will be on every Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time with Eli and Zach. And then, yeah, hopefully we keep getting more content. Um, otherwise, we're always going to have the creativity over here for the Saturday crew at Pack-A-Day, which is awesome. Between Matt, Eli, and myself, we're always cooking up something something weird for you guys. And, you know, that's just kind of how we get through it. You know, usually we don't have anything on a Friday, unfortunately. Maybe fortunately, because I get to vent a little bit about it. Um, we did have some news today. But, yeah, there's just, you know, less softball. Actually, my summer is going to be filled with softball, just not any content stuff. I will be running clinics and stuff. That will be my whole summer. But, yeah, just kind of wrapping my thoughts, I do wish the Bankert family well. Um, it's been cool to kind of have – I've had personal interactions with him, which has been awesome, and I'm excited to kind of just see what happens next in his career. It hurts now, but I wish him all the best. Matt, what's going on with you? 
That's I mean a good rap. I yeah I forgot you're getting into clinics with softballs. So you're basically just subbing <laughs> a different jersey for a different jersey essentially or a warm up whatever yeah. the case may be. Um, what's Softball wrong with coaches me? don't wear uniforms like baseball coaches. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good. Which point. Which I have had girls ask me that they're like, why don't you wear a uniform? The so- the the pants. Question. The baseball pants or softball pants. It just 90 degrees humidity is not the move. It's never been the move. It's not a thing. I hate it. It's terrible. But I don't have to worry about that for the next. I don't know, nine months. So we'll worry about that at a future date. But what's going on with me? That's a great question. Um, obviously, people can interact with me on uh, Twitter. That's where Janelle, myself, and most people within the Packers scene do a lot of their interaction, their damage, and either find out how impressive some people are that we work with or a part of us or just how disappointing some people's takes are, uh, especially with this Kurt Bankert thing. Just kind of stupid. But you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Re- recently was on a podcast, uh, Packers Without Borders. If anyone knows those boys, they're absolutely crude, vulgar, and it was an absolute blast to be on with them. Um, not sure what to become of it but it was a good episode so it was out this last week so we'll go check it out and they have content all across um all podcast platforms i guess um other than that really just waiting for more training camp stuff more mini camp stuff you know preseason you know the schedule's out looking to get some tickets here to go to a game really really want to go to a few games this year um within the states uh, or within the state within green bay i want to go to home games away games not on my radar but yeah just kind of keeping myself busy trying to get you know maybe poke some people on social media a little bit here and there with some you know sarcastic assholeish tweets similar to david bakhtiari because that's yep. really fun for me and entertains me and um you know it's it's something or create some memes or meme videos what have what have you but other than that just grinding out and enjoying the off season right now and hopefully more news that we get is positive news for the packers yep. we'll see how that goes um one thing Speaking i do of- want Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of grinding out, our good friend, friend of the show, friend of the brand, everybody wish Dusty best of luck once again chasing his dreams. Fingers crossed for him. We're always rooting for our guy Dusty over here. So the grind never stops with him. Wishing him all the best as he chases his dreams. Yeah, well said. And I talk about people that are, you know, I mentioned the, the negative side and the second part of that uh sentiment earlier but the positive side is like people you want that to talk you learn, about content yeah yeah content people <laughs> that you learn a lot from that's dusty evilly very humble very great dude rock star of a human being i'm sure he's a great husband great what or great husband great father um so i mean yes hopefully dusty gets his his gig and well deserved and keeps his head up because it's an absolute journey and god only knows what can come your way stuff can fall into your lap at any moment in time so he's also a father just like everyone else i think that's listening either has a father has a father figure in their life listen to pack a day podcast with them this weekend watch a video on the youtube side that annie's been crushing interact with us on Twitter, especially with this episode, uh, either do something nice in the comments, in the mentions of the Packaday podcast tweet. Janelle's in my tweets promoting the podcast about Kurt Benkert. Maybe say something nice about your dad. Tag someone in the comments. Give your take on Kurt Benkert. And within reason, we'll probably interact with it. If it's a you know slandering someone else's opinion about Kurt Benkert, really lame. Come up with your own opinion and uh, stand by it. But I definitely want to see people in the in the comments seeing what they have to say about it. But and as always, if you haven't already followed, liked, rated, reviewed, DM'd your friend the latest Pack-A-Day podcast episodes or links from the YouTube side, please do. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are coming up on almost 1,500 episodes, which is absolutely crazy. Janelle, I remember, I don't know, 
uh, 400-ish episodes ago where we, or even before that, compiled all the squad, got Andy uh, the frame jersey and that se- for the thousandth episode. That seems like forever ago. That, that does seem like an eternity ago. Absolute lifetime ago. So we appreciate everyone listening. You guys have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all. And as always, go, go Paco. Paco. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done